In the name of the Lord of life, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. G.K. Chesterton echoes amongst social commentators in his words, the real purpose of traveling is to return. The true destination of every journey is home. Welcome. Welcome to Calvary Church. Welcome home. This is how we greeted so many over the last few days and weeks, particularly yesterday at our Calvary Community Fair, and it is how we greet so many more as they come through our doors week in and week seeking a place called home. This community has a wonderful way of truly inviting others into the fold, a wonderful way of offering blessings. But for many of us, this may be the first time we're hearing this in a few weeks or months as we've been away. So the question is, how many of you in your summer vacations encounter God anew? How many of you visited special people and special places? How many of you made memories to store up and share for years to come? Many of you know that I traveled to France and England this summer, but the best part of my travels was that I was able to be blessed in spending time with my parents between pilgrimages in order to visit special places with them along the Spanish border. It's always interesting to enter into very ancient places where Jesus has been present, has been intimate to so many, to hear the stories and witness the grandeur I am allowed to understand more deeply with my own personal call from God and yet to hear the stories and to witness the grandeur in this place week by week where I am allowed to witness each of you with your own personal calls from God. As a priest, I find that I too must remember I am a pilgrim, not just your leader. Focusing on this during my time away, I returned refreshed, renewed, and I'm sure that many of you have felt the same way. You may have been away at the beach or the mountains with friends and family venturing alone, or just enjoying peace with the confines of your garden or wherever that special place is for you. For time away from the usual allows each of us our own way to become rejuvenated, restored. But yet now we are back in the daily grind. The children, the youth have returned to school and homework. Team sports are in full swing. Our Ourselves as adults are back in routine, whether it means traversing into the city daily, whether it means driving children to multiple practices, or helping our youth to keep their appointments. We are back to busy. The lazy days of the Indian summer are over. 
Yet we must not forget how we returned from our summer refreshment, our pauses from reality with that innate sense of readiness to take on life. Especially remember, if we become too engrossed in our everyday duties, we may forget to be calm, to be still, to breathe, to allow our souls to experience the joys of life. So consider that old cliche, stop to smell the roses. It is a wonderful image. It is in that purposeful stopping to examine what is around us so that in turn we notice everything that is important. Whenever Alice and I got going too fast in Nashville, it was a phrase that Alice's father would often use with us. Stop to smell the roses. For if we stop to smell the roses, we are permitting ourselves the time to slow down. And in that time, we are able to live more freely, to love more deeply, to listen better, to judge less, to find laughter among those things around us. Basically, we're able to live into the present moment. But how do we do this? It's great to think about it. It's brilliant to want for it. But how do we accomplish this stopping, this pausing, this breathing in and out in place? This act is an act of selfishness, really. But... It is also an act of love. For through this act, we notch out a bit of time in our lives just for God, just for ourselves to be together. If we carve this time out and demand of ourselves to keep this time holy, then we will smell the roses. For smelling the roses means you find the beauty within yourself and those around you. You are given the gift of grace through Jesus' interaction with you. But you may still be questioning, how do I do this? Is there a formula that the clergy know that's elusive to everyone else? No, definitely not. We don't have the words or the exact definition either. But smelling the roses is a time of prayer time of constancy, linking yourself with your great creator, Father God, the maker of all. For prayer takes on many forms. It does not mean you must go to your knees or cross yourself sideways or make it in order to make it real. True prayer is the time you slow down, the time where you find pleasure in what you do every day. It is being silent or singing out. It is learning a new language and using it to help others. It is making a new dish for your family's dinner because it will make a conversation. It is watching someone else's child play a sport because it's important to that child. It is listening to a friend in crisis 
without voicing your own opinion. For sometimes, the world dictates what we do, and we just conform. And usually in conforming, we begin to lose our focus. Our lives get out of balance. The important gets set aside for the unimportant. Work consumes your time with family. Sporting events take time away from church. And date nights turn into calendar-making events. The opening line of our colic is, Grant us, dear Lord, not to be anxious about earthly things, but to love things heavenly. That collect sums it up. Grant us, Lord, not to be anxious about earthly things, but to love things heavenly. Our time with our Lord will help us to find the important. Asking Jesus to help us balance what is going on in our lives will provide each of us with the direction to the heavenly things in our midst. Once we have found this time, we can then listen for God's call to each of us. Prayer opens our hearts to hear what God wants from us. Once we accept this time as important to our relationship with God and with one another, we will hear the Good Shepherd calling us each by name. We will be able to follow Him where He is leading us. We can then trust in Him. That place that He is taking us is essential to a productive, inspiring, and loving life. A life where stopping to smell the roses is part of the plan. Being present to your life, your children's lives, your partner's lives, your family's life, your friends' lives, and yes, even to those with whom you have not yet made a conversation. This morning's gospel hones our sense of hearing God's call to each of us. Out of an anonymous yet ancient proverb we hear, and God said, come to the edge. But his children said, no, we are afraid. And God called forth, come to the edge. But his children answered, no, we dare not. And so God beckoned, come to the edge. And they came. And he pushed them gently out of his embrace until they flew. Each of us is being pushed from a heavenly embrace to fly. Amen.